We are live. We are live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined by this week by our resident sci-fi nerd, shall we say. Uh, like the resident Trekkie, resident anything to do with spaceships, uh, the, 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 the ginger goddess himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I is good. Well. on the wind. I am the leaf on the wind. Yes. <laughs> so yes, um, we are going to do a, like a bit of a pet project that me and Goodwill's been pr- pretty much begging to do for <laughs> since since he since he got, since he got his way with the Star Trek one, and he put the idea in my head to do a Firefly episode. Uh, and like I say, we're going to discuss the movie as well, Serenity. So we're going to do because let's be honest, there's not much content out there for Firefly if we're just talking about the show because it got fucked over. But <laughs> in the nicest way possible, it got fucked. Yeah. Before we get into this week's episode, how are you guys? I'm how fine. are you doing? I'm how you fine. Do- how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? Um, yeah, it's not been too bad. It's been quite an interesting uh, few days. Caught up with a new movie. I know you watched it quite recently as well. That uh, slasher movie X. X. Oh, wow. Yes. What do you think? Um, I still, I didn't not like it, but I didn't like it. If that makes sense, I, yeah. it, I, I, I could watch it, but then mm-hmm. I, was, I, I thought this, it's nothing new. It was nothing special. Mm-hmm. It was just thing. But before we start getting into shit like this, do you want to do the disclaimer before people come for us as in films of shit and stuff? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good point, actually. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. <laughs> we can agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I get a hint of you singing it there? So might might, might yeah. actually get you to sing it one week, so that would be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, so X was shit then. No, <laughs> no the disclaimer's no. out the way with. I, I can't call it shit, because it wasn't a shit movie. It just wasn't anything new. I thought it was shock, shocking for shocking sake. Mm. It wasn't really, like I say, a movie I would say that that broke new grounds. I did anything different. The only thing I did find was really interesting was the actress who played the young, the, the final girl, mm-hmm. uh, was the old woman that was killing people as well. Which spoiler my- alert! Oh! God damn it, Paul! <laughs> if you didn't know by the air, uh, this prequel that's coming out, that's on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, the prequel's coming out that actually tells you what happens in X. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, I thought that was like, a, like it wasn't a twist in the movie. It was just like when you look at the cast and afterwards, and because yeah. there was a few people that, that was in the cast, I was like, oh, I recognise her. Like the girl from the new Scream movie was in. Yeah. Uh, you saw the tits of the last for the uh, Pitch Perfect, which was an, a pleasant surprise. Uh, <laughs> Goodwill's going on to Google now to search this up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyed it. I thought it was such, such a great feel because I really love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So mm. I actually got like loads of vibes from mm-hmm. that. Um, I thought the casting was great. The guy who was one of the main guys, the really rich one, the one who was <laughs> producing the whole film, he was hilarious. He actually gave me a lot of Nathan Fillion vibes. Like I could have seen him playing that part. 
And I know me, uh, I think my wife, uh, Nick, asked if it was Jeff, because originally she was, is that Jeff, uh, not Jeff, what's he called? It was uh, the guy out of Independence Day. Jeff Daniels. Jeff yeah. Daniels. I was getting, is that Jeff Daniels? I was getting, no, 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 it's not really not. Then you saw him <laughs> running around in his tidy whities and you're thinking, what the fuck? What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I thoroughly, I enjoyed it. But like yeah. I say, it's just because of the, the, the vibes and the feels mm-hmm. I got off it. I liked it. I think it was because I recently watched Black Phone and then I watched that. Black Phone was a complete different like type of horror movie and yeah. it was a little bit new and uh, interesting and I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was very, oh. very dark. And like, I love a good ghost story as well. So the whole elements of that, I'm going from that to a, like a subtle horror to like in your face, like standing on nails and shit. I was like, nah, that, it's, it was a bit too blunt force for my liking. Yeah, it's like one was very cleverly done and one was just, here's the gore. Yes. Because I felt like Backbone was just such a clever film. Like Anth didn't class it as a horror. He said it was more of a thriller. And mm. I was like, it's just a perfect ghost story. Like, yeah. it was mm-hmm. like Changeling is one of my favorite ghost films. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I could put it up near that. Really it, enjoyed it. Actually, Backbone was cool. It had a very, uh, well, you know, with, with the writer, it was always going to have the same fiber, but it had a very, like, uh, like early it, not the new it, like uh, the old um, yeah. type of feel to it. Uh, but it, like it was, it was almost like it was secondary, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, well, Joe Hill and Stephen King obviously is father and son, but they mm. have like inter- interwining universes. Mm. So it's not it's not too far fetched that it could be interwined within the Stephen mm. King realm of of stuff. I just mm. I, I, it felt different to Stephen yes. King for all it like it. It looked visually very mm. similar. It just had such a different feel. The girl, the little sister, mm-hmm. was fantastic. Definitely. But and what, about you? and what about you, Goodwill? Have you seen anything interesting, not been up to anything interesting? I'm still in therapy from the Munsters trailer. Ah, <laughs> um, there, there's something in 2022 could look like something from 2010 YouTube. Well, wasn't it? Well, it, didn't look, it didn't look like a YouTube video. It looked like a, a bad porno. So. I, well, I mean, yes. our, our taste in porno is obviously different. But uh, I, lo- I watched the trailer and I watched the analysis of it. And it was, I think that was Rob. And Universal didn't give an, an absolute toss about that. And they didn't mm-hmm. want to throw anything. And, and I'm pretty sure that Rob Zombie did the entire trailer on his own in mm-hmm. iMovie. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just it just did not I, I that is not a film I will be eager to see. No. And yeah. you, but, but when you're going back to the porno reference, so you if you saw a, a search for Lily Monster porno, you wouldn't click on that link. What's porn? <laughs> <laughs> I was thirsty <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. up north. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think after the reaction, it was going to get a cinema release, but then after the reaction to the trailer, it, it's Netflix has took the rights up and it's and it's even yeah. been given the Blu-ray uh, release date like quite early as well. So I, I, I think yeah. I think Universal they they saw the trailer and they just they went to every avenue and just like hi bye. <laughs> bye. Netflix is like, like yeah why not yeah ne- Give Netflix us the is shit. yeah Put Hubble <laughs> Halloween on let's go. They'll be like, yeah, we can raise our subscription price for this. You can fuck off. <laughs> I pay enough to them, and I'm having problems with their bastards airstream and site. That was a lot of swearing for a Netflix. Really? <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though. It did its job. 
everyone on the internet and the dog and the, even the dog were talking about oh, it. God, it's, it's got everyone's attention for sure. Yeah, it might That's not be true. the best reaction, but I bet when it comes out, and st- I know you're saying that you won't watch it, but I'll be curious. I'll watch oh, it. Oh, I'll Netflix. be dead curious. <laughs> I <laughs> think. I think we should have a viewing party where we all get together and just watch it and just absorb <gasps> the badness. <laughs> all dressed as a character it. from the film, like or from the yeah. TV series. That would be awesome. Yeah. Tall Paul as Herman Munster. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I need some platform for that. Goodwill can be the grandpa. <laughs> I'll be grandpa. Do you want to be the wife? Do you want to be the wife? You can be Eddie Munster. I'll be Eddie Munster. That'll <laughs> suit me down the ground. As long as I can dress as Eddie Munson. <laughs> oh, we've all got the T-shirts now, so... That's true. Do <laughs> so you mean the Nerdy Up North to... T-shirts? The Nerdy Up North cult T-shirts, Paul? Is that what you mean? To be fair, though, they have got the large pack in stock, so if anyone wants one... <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself on. EVP, guys. But yes, Join the cult. So... I know we've had a little bit of chit-chat and a little bit of banter. We're going to try and do a little bit more of that because I think that's what it's been missing the last yeah. few, few few months as well, just having a bit of relaxed chat, shall we say. Yeah, because we're, like, we're so dead set on this is the topic at hand. Mm-hmm. I don't like, we, we forget that we can still talk to each other. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we sometimes mute with goodwill from time to time, but that's for his own good. <laughs> oh, goodwill. He's like our biggest cheerleader. Like, our chat is so missing him tonight because he's sat right here. Oh, it's only poor Charlotte chatting away. So. I know. Hi, Charlotte. Hello, <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> but yes, so this episode, we are aiming to misbehave. We are looking to have a little bit of fun and buy my. Uh, can't get the words out of your mouth now. My uh, f- uh, flurry b- bonnet. Oh, I've never said that right yet. Um, like I say, <laughs> trying to say flowery bonnet. That's what I try to say. I can't get the words out. <laughs> He's got a pretty floral bonnet. Pretty floral hey. bonnet. You know, I, I, tried, I did try my best to get my hands on a Jane's hat as well, but they are expensive now on eBay. I used, they used to be like 10 a dozen when you could get them when Firefly was originally out, but now <laughs> they are a little bit expensive. But yes, we are going to talk about the Space Western that could have been, should have been, and what we got. Firefly. So it'll be oh, interesting to know. <laughs> so it'll be quite interesting to know how he has found Firefly because I know there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of um bad decisions, shall we say, when it originally came out. So it kind of messed up. And I know I've already said that it fucked up what we got. Uh, but with it's one of those shows that a bit like Mallrats with Kevin Smith that found its home on DVD. Mm. And that's where I found it because I didn't see the original run. <laughs> uh, I think someone said to us, went, oh, uh, you need to watch this show because we were talking about, um, I think it was Next Generation and uh, at the time. Like I said, I think it was doing a rerun on the BBC too. And went, oh, if you like Star Trek and you like sci-fi, pick this up. And uh, I think I went to Music Zone in the town. Uh, it was when, when they used to sell them off because HMV was the expensive one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Music Zone sold it for, I think it was ten ninety nine. So I bought, oh, a full season of TV show for ten ninety nine. What What am I going to get myself in for? And when I watched it, I was like glued. And I know now binge watching is kind of the thing to do. Yeah. But back then it wasn't. It was kind of like you watched a couple of episodes. I think I smashed all... Um, of, was it 14 episodes? 14 episodes. Yeah. 14 episodes in uh, one weekend. Mm. 
I just could hell. not stop watching these. And they're not short episodes either. Like, I know the, the pilot ones, they're hour and 40 minutes. Um, the, yeah, the standard two hour pilot. Yeah, it's about an yeah. hour and 40, I think. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the ones after it was about 45, 45 to 50 minute episodes. So they weren't, like, they were American style, but they've been long. But mm. I, I, I was gripped from that first episode. And then when it, you finish watching, you think, oh, I can't wait for season two. <laughs> <laughs> you still win. <laughs> um, and then you do, because then you do your research on it and like see like why it happens and stuff. And it kind of breaks your heart a little bit, like of what went on and how it was trapped. And, and I get, I get it was at the time the most expensive TV show that was produced, uh, like effects wise and maiden wise. So it was a huge gamble for them. But I think, um, like his creator, I know, his his name doesn't get talked about in good words now, but I think he earned the chance to do more with it with mm-hmm. what he what came before. But um, yeah, like I say, I was devastated. But that was how my little introduction, how I found Firefly. So I'll be interested in like your two, if it was any similar or if it was any different. Mine was way different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this out there and I think this this and I hope this is not a running theme when Goodwill's on the show because it happened on Star Trek and it's going to happen on this one too. I'm not the biggest fan. Not that I'm not a fan, I'm just not the biggest fan. I have watched it but probably once and years ago and loves it and watched it when it originally came out. He knew all the issues with it. He you talk like when we watched it it was because he basically forces into it and mm-hmm. he was saying um because I love Serenity Mm-hmm. I, like I watch, I went to the cinema to see Serenity. I own it on DVD. Like I absolutely love that. And he was like, "Then why won't you watch the series?" And I'm like, Ugh. "Like, it's <laughs> so much time." But then he put it on, and it was a case of having he had to try and find because we were using a streaming service. <laughs> he had to uh, <laughs> he had to find the episodes because they were all in out of order. Yeah, and it just became an absolute arsehole that I couldn't be bothered with it anymore. So I was like, "Do you know what?" If mm-hmm. Serenity's all I've got, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think I thoroughly enjoyed that film. Because I, I think with the the streaming service that you talk about, how they do get the the links and and the, mm-hmm. the set, they use them through the TV guide. Yeah. So how the original TV guide was set up, and mm-hmm. that's how it basically views, and that's why the original TV guide, which we'll get into, uh, kind of messed up. So yeah. your enjoyment of it probably was a factor because it, it, it wasn't quite done as well as it well it w- the show was done as well as it ever could be like yeah cast and, and everything was on point it's just like say some tv executives thought ah yeah we know better we know how his tv show needs to work and stuff so yeah kind of messed that up what about you goodwill mine um i, I sort of remember it quite uh quite clearly it was uh 2005 and at the time the reimagined Battlestar Galactica was mm-hmm. in season two. It just finished season one, season two was coming out. Um and I was I was blown away by that show, um, acting, writing and everything, but the visual effects really got to me. I thought, my God, you know, this is a for for two thousand and three, you know, two thousand three, four, five, the special effects were amazing. I was like, wow, this is a TV show. And someone said to me, um, wow, if you if you like this, you'd love Firefly because the same company uh, before they did Battlestar, got their start on Firefly. They did Buffy, but they did mm-hmm. uh, Firefly. 
And I sort of did some reading on it and I was like, oh my God, this is a Greek tragedy of a show production wise. Like <laughs> you, you look at it and it's like, yeah, you know, Fox just had no faith in it. By the way, Fox and sci-fi never, <laughs> ever, mm. ever should mix. Um, so like you, Paul, I mean, I, I went to, <laughs> I, I ironically went to Music Zone. <laughs> where it was there for ten ninety nine, and I was like, I got an entire series for ten ninety nine. Wow! And you know, it was pitched to me by a friend at college. You know, it was basically, it's a western with spaceships, and I was like, right, I'm automatically sold mm-hmm. on that. And I watched the pilot, and I was like, yeah, I am really, uh, I'm hooked on this. And I, I think I watched it over a space of uh, two, three days, like like you, mm-hmm. Paul. It was, it you couldn't put it down. It's like a good book. Mm-hmm. And just the way it, it for me, Firefly came out at a time where standard science fiction shows like uh, Star Trek, Stargate, and everything like that, they had their own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Firefly yeah. was like, hi, we're going to go left field with this. We're going <laughs> to do this. It's going to be funny. It's going to make you cry. The visual effects are like next generation. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, wow, all sci fi shows should be like this. And I sort of understood then how Battlestar and, and shows going forward from that mm-hmm. sort of took the hints from Firefly, that mm-hmm. they could have a bit of comedy, yeah. they could have, you know, they, they don't have to stick to the standard sci-fi tropes. And they they almost sort of subverted them and took the piss out of them a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was uh, I, I was absolutely, I was hooked on it. Um, and I, I, you know, at the time it was the time because I was in TV, well, media at the time, and and I just appreciated the tiniest little details, the visual mm-hmm. effects, the production quality, the sound, the music. You know, mm-hmm. it was a mix of Chinese and and you know Western music. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is amazing. That's that's a good point. Like so I wanted to like say discuss because a lot of the the sci-fi shows or like as you, as you mentioned star trek and stuff it it only normally shows you from the perspective of like like i know you do get like alien cultures and stuff like that but it's like from starfleet which is a very very americanized mm. which uh, i know they've got multicultured and stuff like that but the way they act the way they talk the way they interact with people even the language they use was very americanized yeah, Firefly flipped that script, and it was like mm-hmm. a big American. Uh, it's like the two. I think the way they described it was the two superpowers had taken over, where China and America had kind of come as one, yeah. and both cultures had, had mixed together. And even when they're like swearing or saying stuff, they're saying stuff in Chinese, and like say and and like even like some of the outfits and it's very western west meets east mm-hmm. but done so subtly well that you it's not slapping you straight in the face mm-hmm. but you can tell and that was something brand new for me i was like right this is if if this was in the future and we did like start colonizing taking over worlds and and stuff of course that would happen because then it's not about being in america it's about planet earth colonizing things so then taking over this world so once you do that them two powers would have to coexist yeah um even like say there was slight russian elements but again the russian elements was always the bad guys in firefly (laughs) 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 which uh which which will come about but yeah and 
there was something a little bit Star Wars rather than Star Trek that this failed just because it was dirty. It was and, dirty, yeah, mm. and there was it. It wasn't like Star Trek. It, it was way more like Star Wars because it was like we're in space. We ain't going to mm. explain anything about it. Yeah, we're not going to explain the ships, the details. We're in space. Have yeah. fun. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and it just the the way it was up, but the 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 language for me was brilliant because it showed a future where, mm-hmm. you know. If you look at Star Trek and Star Wars and everything like that in the future, they still all speak English. But if two superpowers meet, the languages are going to blend together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the real world justification was, oh, well, these guys can swear on network television and it's OK because it's all Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was brilliant. But it was just so it was done in a fluid way where mm-hmm. it wasn't like, ha ha, he said a Chinese. And it's just like there was no subtitles or anything like that. It was just like. Yeah, this is the future. This is, you know, people will amalgamate. Like, our language is probably taken from other languages over the years, 500 yeah. years into the future. What say that that might not happen? Exactly. I'll tell you. I'll yes. be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to live forever if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been, like, say, a, a bit of a journey in, like, with everything that, like, say, the, that's went on with with this show because the fan base has kind of kept it alive and kept it uh growing throughout um like that that's one of the things that how why we got serenity as well because of um because of the fan base i don't think if the fans um weren't as passionate and I kind of I know we did an episode um, not too long ago about cult classics, mm. and this kind of kept us on like on point with the cult classics because it is the mere definition of a cult TV show that Firefly is still talked about and still revered mm-hmm. to this day. If it wasn't for the fans getting on board and new fans as well, I know they're talking about on Disney Plus rebooting it or doing something uh, with there's Firefly. Murmurs, there's that was murmurs. that was actually going to be one of my questions. Was was within the world of reboots and redo overs and you know how comes it's not been done yet? I think it's a it's a very almost like even more than Star Trek, it's a very precious series and it's a very precious universe for a lot of fans. Like when, even when it was aired, there was two separate campaigns to keep it afloat. Mm. Um, and then when it was, when it was canceled by Fox, they were trying to field it off to UPN. Uh, I mean, Serenity, if you go on Disney plus now, you won't find Serenity because Serenity was produced by Universal. Fox had on Netflix. Yeah. It's on yeah. Netflix. Fox had uh, nothing to do with it. That's how little faith they had. Mm. Um, and I think any any murmurs of reboots over the years, they've sort of like it's somewhere like Star Wars. You can't reboot this because the universe is so precious and so yeah. wonderful that mm-hmm. you can't just say, "Ah, well, this is the new Mal Reynolds, and this is the yeah. new," and it's just like you can't. I no. just I just wondered why, just with in the world that we live in now. That mm. that nothing, even with the original cast, like why hasn't anything happened with it? Given because there's a lot of love behind this show, and I just I, I never understood that. I think originally it was the cost. I think that right. was the thing because it was. It, I think at the time it was the first show that where it was costing over a million dollars per episode to make. 
and to do it the same way because Josh Whelan, like I say, at the time, he was a kid when he didn't get his way, the toys came out of the pram. So when they cancelled Firefly, he made sure all the cast got little parts and little uh, extras in in shows like Angel and Buffy. Like all them, like if you watch Buffy and Angel, like towards the final seasons, mm-hmm. the cast of Firefly come into it with major roles. Right. Um, and I think after that, that he kind of did it for the fans, where it did Serenity, and if you when you watch Serenity, it's it's very much a full stop on a lot of the stories. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and. Even though there was elements, and I know when we're going to break it down and talk about like to the episode and stuff, there's a lot more into the verse and um, things that I, you didn't really get answers to that you kind of still wait and do. I know they the brought out the comic. The comic does very, very well. Like mm-hmm. they keep like doing lots of different issues, um, but like the things that always leave the questions like what was Shepherd Book's backstory? Like, how did he know so much about uh, the things he knew? Um, the Blue Hand people, like say, was always an open question, like what elements did they play in? Um, but I think the important story that they wanted to tell was the Reavers. And that was in, like, say, episode one. And then mm-hmm. in Serenity, we got that story and we got the story of uh, of River. So yeah. we knew why she thing and and like say in Serenity you got that where she says I'm okay now, so I think that's why the fans well as a show it couldn't have well after Serenity you couldn't have picked the show back up that that right. nothing would have worked got the yeah. same way but was, if they did if they, sorry. sorry yeah if if they did an episode like a season two before Serenity then yes. It, it could have worked, but I think the money side, because at the time there wasn't things like Netflix, there wasn't like Prime yeah. that could pick up shows like this and not kind of save them. Because mm-hmm. a lot of studios were looking quick and fast, like properties that were going to make. And let's be honest, when Firefly first hit the TV shows, it flopped big style. The ratings were horrendous, especially with like say the names on board, like Josh Wade and and like and the money that they pumped into it it flopped but that was down to more as as we've said the fox handling like i think the, pre- the first episode they showed was the train job so you weren't introduced to the characters and mm-hmm. and and because the first episode um we might as well talk about it a bit, bit more now yeah. the first episode the pilot is probably one of the best first episodes in tv shows i've ever seen it's um yeah as as a as where's pilot like as, as mm-hmm. pilots go it is very strong and it is mm-hmm. very highly re- reviewed because it, it does a lot. And, and Josh Whedon did a lot with it to subvert the cliches of pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, I can compare it to the, the expanse mm-hmm. that pilot. Uh, it was sort of like, hi, we're, we're in this year. Mm-hmm. We, you know, humans did this. Right, see it, bye. And Firefly did that. They were like, yeah, it's, you know, the, the 26th century humans mm-hmm. colonized. See ya. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's how it went. And it just went on uh, mm-hmm. and just told mm-hmm. these people's stories. It, did, it set up a universe without setting up a universe. I made you fall in love with the cast as well yes. so easily and naturally. 
that was yeah. that was the thing that I felt. But the the opening always stands like to my mind. I can picture it scene for scene because it it's so memorable and you get a feel of these characters. But it's clever because like, the opening's based in the war, the Battle of Serenity, uh, like Serenity Valley, and you see Mal as this happy-go-lucky, uh, eternal optimist, hopeful, and just basically like not a badass, but like taking charge and that's the mal the taking charge you see throughout the show but you get to see the man break and lose mm. hope and lose his faith in in everything uh he lost it in humanity his faith in like say in gods because he like he had the cross on him at that time mm. um and he during that battle and that war where he was just saying like if we hold we can make a big difference and the people he was holding for turned the back on him and just went, no, we're, we're laying down arms. And he was like, but we're winning. Yeah. And then seeing everyone like dropping, and then you like you introduced to Zoe as well, the second in command and how loyal and stad- steadfast, like what, like she is the badass of the show. She is ultimately like out of everyone, like, like Jane and all them, you would not fuck with Zoe. <laughs> Zoe is the scariest person on that ship because she would, kill you without even a second's thought and but like say and that I think it's only about four or five minutes of an opening and it like you, you see a man break it's it's heartbreaking just to see it mm. and then you introduce to the like the cast like the, the crew of his of Serenity after that and how the basically um now like kind of like Robin Hood type characters Robin from the rich and not give them to the poor but like give them to the people who need it and try and make money and just trying to fly try and survive and that's the western aspect where they're like kind of like outlaws and you always cheer for the outlaws that's the mm-hmm. thing you always kind mm-hmm. of cheer but the mile now you meet after that first is a completely different person he is not he, he's got a glimmer but he's not got the same hope if that there's makes a, sense there's a bit after the Obviously, they, they established the Battle of Serenity Valley and uh, the, the derelict um, breaking into the safe, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And obviously, the, the cruiser is, is coming after them. So they do the crybaby and they get back onto the ship. And Jane says to Mal, you know, we won. And as Mal's walking away, he just says under his voice, yeah, we won. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like he, the war ended, but the war never ended for him. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, just in that five, ten minutes of opening, you could see a man go from, like Paul said, happy go lucky. You know, he is a soldier. He's mm-hmm. a soldier first. And to have his faith his and, and everything shattered, he never got over that, even, mm-hmm. you know, years after. And just that mm-hmm. five, ten minutes sets up Mal perfectly. Yeah. And I think that would be a perfect point to talk about the cast as well. Because I think this is one of the things that a lot of shows do get wrong or and play certain th- roles in certain parts. Again, I, I, might, like, I might sound like I'm blowing smoke up, up, up the show's arse because I, I am a genuine fan of the show. <laughs> um, I, I don't know many, many casts that has been cast as perfect as this as well. Like say from like all the actors down, like everyone suited their roles yeah. and s- knew their roles as well as they had and again I know we're talking like a, like this is like a seven eight season show we only got 14 episodes but we actually got to know these people so well in these yeah. 14 episodes that 
it was a little bit magic. But if you look at the cast, like again, everyone knows I'm a big Nathan Fillion fan. Like say, I would I would hug the guy, <laughs> I would kiss the guy if he was here. But Get um, on the podcast, yes, uh, Alan <laughs> Tudyk, who again is so amazing in anything mm. that he's in, but he lent like say the comedy aspect to this. But his portrayal of Wash was like say the like as I said that one of the heartbeats because like I can't say that one person was the heart of the show because mm. all of them played the parts but and if he didn't have all the different elements the one work but Alan Tudyk is absolutely amazing like he's Gina a ginger Tur- that wears Hawaiian shirts Paul he's perfect <laughs> yes but he still gets shit so that's why we give you shit so you don't like get above your station so <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can be our pilot <laughs> okay Jane I never thought I would like a Baldwin. <laughs> but he's not a Baldwin, he's though, not is he? Able, yeah, he's, 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 he's not a Baldwin. He's a he's another Baldwin. <laughs> still, he's still related somehow. But uh, yes, Adam Baldwin playing Jane Cobb as like as universally recognised as one of the like, most lovable oaths that you'll ever meet. Um, like. Gina Torres playing Zoe is just phenomenal, and she was phenomenal in Buffy as well. Uh, no, it wasn't Buffy in Angel when she played a bad guy in that. Um, is it the same? Per- it is the same person from Serenity, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah there's no. Mm. There's no. There's no cast changes. No, no, I, I didn't think there was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was Lawrence Fishburne's wife. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, say, I, I always get her. This I can't pronounce this name. Marina. Marina Barakian. Yes, who who's went on to do some great things in like from uh, like Deadpool. Uh, she was in Gotham for a while as well. But she's beautiful. She's beautiful. And uh, my biggest crush of them all, Jewel State. I absolutely adore her. And oh, who uh, doesn't, man? She's, she was beautiful. She's mm. adorable. I'm looking at a picture right now. This is why my face is all glowing. Um, <laughs> And I'm looking at a picture of her right now, and she's wearing a T-shirt that says "The Otters Strike Back." She is just an absolute sweetheart, but she is in the show. But not in the, I can't say for the show's sake because I really can't remember her that well. But in the film, I had such a soft spot for her. Yes, but she was like the the little girl next door that you just always had the little crush on as well. But like I said, great Ron Glasses Shepherd Book who added a little bit because I remember him as uh, from the Disney show. What was it called? Um, the, the angel guy or something about and he used to play the oh my head. gosh the guardian the, the guardian oh. angel film uh, tv oh, show in the disney <laughs> that's gonna annoy the pants offers but he was the floating head on that so that, that yes, was, also, was um summer glow who like say his river town oh, was was utter perfection Summer Glau was joked at the time as being like the the curse of science fiction because nearly every show that she appeared <laughs> in was cancelled. So she was in obviously Firefly. She was in Chuck, Sarah, yeah. Sarah Connor Con- Chronicles, mm. and then she appeared in Big Bang Theory. Where people were like, yeah, right, okay, that's good. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that survived that she's ever featured in. There was only one episode as well, though. Bless her. Oh, yeah. uh, and like I said, Sean Mosey who played. Uh, Simon Tam, who irritated the fuck out of me. The only one that actually irritated us, but I think that was his whole purpose of being in the show at times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, I'm trying to find out this bloody show because it's annoying the pants <laughs> office. 
And again, Teen Angel. Teen Angel, that was the one. And, hell. and again, it gave us the amazing Mark Shepard, who went on to play Crowley in Supernatural. Yeah, He's been just, in so much. Mm. That's just blew so. my mind when I've seen him on the cast list. And Christina Hendricks as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes Miles' wife. <laughs> she was very boobalicious in that show as well. So, yes. That woman is boobalicious. <laughs> she is stunning. Yes. So, with the... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, so with the Fox mixing up the order, basically, that's how basically they played it out. They basically didn't give us the, the pilot when they should have. And that introduced us, like, say, to the flow of the ship and how um, Mal had changed and basically... He does soften a little bit, but he never loses that soldier's, soldier's edge all the way through the uh, kind of the show. And there's certain elements that, like throughout this whole season that you um, that we got, like he does everything a hero should, but not in the right way. If that makes sense. Yeah, he in the pilot, mm-hmm. it, it sort of shows. This is this is another way that they always subverted like cliches, you know, like the the, the standoff when um, the uh, the agent takes uh, River hostage in the cargo mm-hmm. hold, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, you moved," blah, 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 and Mal just walks it, <coughs> blows yeah. his head off, and just keeps on. Oh, walking. such an Indiana Jones mo- moment! And, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was just like you know, there was no dramatic pause. He just walked in, bang, chuck him out, let's yeah. go. And mm-hmm. I just, it, it was it, the the way um, it, it, that was just Mal. Mm-hmm. That's just how he played. It was faster, you know. He didn't have time for the big dramatic standoffs or anything. Like that. Yeah, like, off you go. But even, <laughs> but he would always put himself and the Firefly first, if that makes sense. The Serenity, sorry, uh, the ship that that is the second best looking spaceship in all of sci-fi, in my opinion. Um, I'd say I'll, I'll never say anything's bit more beautiful than the Falcon. That that is my. Oh, opinion. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you came in that thing <laughs> but yes um but he always t- kind of put the ship first and that that like i say that was quite apparent in this in the season um even when the agent first shows his hand and he's saying oh uh, simon tang you're under arrest and mal realizes like oh shit it's not us because for smuggling and he kind of says oh is there a reward so he's like thinking great i'm gonna get some money out of this um uh, but then as soon as he did the big uh standoff and poor uh Kaylee gets shot in the in the gut and then you then you see the softer side of mal come out because he realizes how much he does actually care about his crew mm-hmm. and simon shows his hand and does a brave move by saying uh i'll like I say, I'll fix her if if you help me get away. Um, and that was like, because throughout this show, Simon is portrayed as a bit of a coward. Uh, well, he's from money. He's not from the, that type of world where all the others are from. But it was like always a gutsy type of move, I thought. Um, and it showed the strength that Simon probably would have showed more in the seasons to come and what we got in like say in Serenity the movie. But um like that element and that drama- dynamic between Mal and Simon kind of like played like to and through all the way through the season. But I always quite like that chemistry between them because Mal kind of looks down at Simon, but Simon also looks down at Mal. But they're all coming from different viewpoints and different reasons for it. 
Do you not think that also, as much as they're looking down on each other, they also look, they're kind of like respecting it in a way, or even being jealous of, you know, mm. Mal probably being jealous of his upbringing, um, him being jealous of the fact that Mal's so brave and he's not. There's like elements that they would love to take from each other. They, yeah, they despise each other, but respect each other, but like each other and admire mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. In their own unique dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I would, like I said, that's the type of tension and stuff that you wanted to see and wanted to see more of and wanted to see that grow. And um, the only thing, only again, bad things that we didn't get, which we was always quite what, what Josh Whelan did in previous shows and what he did, like saying, like Avengers as well. He always gave us great bad guys or big bads. We didn't get that in Firefly um, because it didn't really get there or where it was leading to. So Mm -hmm. it was always a shame that we didn't get to see what we could have got or what the what big bads could have been interesting. He he did. He was um, he foresaw seven seasons, Mm -hmm. Um, and you can sort of you can see that like Mm -hmm. the the blue the blue um, you know the the men with the blue hands. Yeah, you know, that was teased, but it mm-hmm. was there was the Reavers that was teased. The men with the blue hands that was teased. There was other, you know, mm-hmm. the um, I forget his name who had the space station who tortured Mal. And Mosh. Yes, you know, um, you you had these and Badger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean Badger was just Badger's the quark mm-hmm. of Firefly, um, and they were all teased through the season. And I think they really would have been fleshed out in mm-hmm. subsequent. Um, see, I mean, I know the Reavers were, but the mm-hmm. other ones would. And I, I found them quite interesting. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I just think that season one, yeah, he was dealt with a, it was dealt with a rough hand, season mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. But the, I sort of agree, there wasn't one overarching villain. It was just establishing a universe of villains. But yeah. everyone is a crook. <laughs> Honor among thieves is nothing in this verse. <laughs> yeah, well, they proved that when this went into saying Constance, like they had a good yeah. deal, and and she still ended up trying to shoot fucking Mal. <laughs> <laughs> I believe she's trying to kill me. Oh, was it? I believe she's going to shoot me again. <laughs> here's an here's another idea. Why don't we shoot first? <laughs> but it shows the desperation they were in there as well, and yeah. like throughout the episodes, though. Like each episode, you got a different feel, and like, like say, I know we've talked a lot about the pilot, but the second episode, again, the train job that was number two. Is that right? Train job is number two um, yeah. in the in the original order. Fox, mm. I, I actually looked at the uh, the airing order that mm-hmm. they had on uh, the Fox Channel in America. My yeah. God, the mm. pilot was the last episode aired. Yes, because uh, it took it out oh, completely. Yes. It, can you explain to us so, why? They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, th- uh, this is what I read, and then I say, say it's the same as what Goodwill found out because I know Goodwill's in the in the industry, so he probably has insider knowledge. <laughs> uh, I wish, but, but yeah, I heard that when the films like because the film the pilot, everyone loved it, and then the the commission and filmed a few episodes. Right, went we can't broadcast the pilot because there's no action. Like I said, there was very little action. It was all story based. It was all character driven. They went. We need something to start this off with. We're doing an expensive show. We're doing sci-fi. We need to set off with an action piece. And the train job was, like, see, it was a, it was an old-fashioned uh, Western style where they 
the, it was a Western heist, wasn't it? Western heist movie. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it starts off with a kick and it starts off with a punch. And it is interesting and it interests and it starts off and you get the feel of the the bad guy, like um, as as Goodwill said, but the guy was called Ninske, I believe. Ninske, if that's right, if I'm saying it right. And it, it brought off this really like sadistic, evil Russian type bad guy where uh, he kind of rich and he's got these um, mercenaries that would go out and do his work for him. And that was the tone that they wanted to, to set it off with. They thought, right, if we can get Firefly, but what the what they've done in this episode, you don't get another cast because you got another cast in the last episode. Yeah. So you kind of like jumped in and like these are the people that you're supposed to love. And like they're making these choices and decisions and you don't know why they're making them. Like great. <laughs> it was it was a disaster. The I mean like I said earlier, Fox Fox should never ever handle anything science fiction because they the executives even to this day they cancelled. They had the Orville, Seth MacFarlane's Orville. They cancelled that because they mm-hmm. just they had no. Yeah, Fox had it. Yeah, it was. They it was heard Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, <laughs> but they the executives have no grasp of science fiction. And when it came to this, um, they they said to them, "We will air the train job." Exactly like Paul said, because it needs it needs action. It needs this. But Josh Whedon was like, "Well, the characters aren't established. The 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 universe isn't established. The stories, nothing is established." Yeah, but it's got pew 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 bang bang bang, and it was like, "Oh, okay." But everything was shot out of order. And they kept, it, it was so annoying when you read about it. They kept saying to Joss Whedon, you need to lighten the tone of the show because it's too dark. But then they would say, you need to have more guns and more violence. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, so you, you don't want it to be, you don't want to be, you don't want it dark, but you want more violence. And then mm-hmm. when they promoted the show, if you've ever seen them, it will make your eyes cringe. They promoted Firefly as an offbeat comedy to the theme to a to a, a Smash Mouth song, right? <laughs> and it was just if anything, if anything, if you if you asked, did Fox understand Firefly? You show them that because they had no clue, <laughs> and it, it it infuriates me. And when you look at the running order, it was like two, four, five, and then eight, three. Mm six and it's like why how could anyone in 2002 and 2003 follow what the hell was going on yeah not not just that just each week as well that would change the day it was on so it started on tuesday night oh my god then then in two weeks time it was on a thursday then by the fourth or fifth week they put it in the graveyard shift on friday night the death slot. Yeah. They generally just did not give a shit, did they? There was at the time there was science fiction fatigue because, mm-hmm. like I said, there was, you had established science fiction shows. You had Star Trek and everything, but they were starting to be moved to the death slots as well. But Firefly, they had like Star Wars, like Futurama, like all this blah blah. They had an excellent, excellent show. They just didn't understand it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And that, it, that wow. was the death nail for it. Yeah, but. Like say, if we, when we go back to the actual show and and think about like the elements that they brought in, like the train job, after you've watched the first one, has more of an impact because, yeah. like say, when they go to the town and you see that the the people are suffering and the things they are looking to uh, steal from the train, they realise it's going to be causing them more grief. So they kind of go back and break the the agreement with Niska, who is like say, when you look at like villains or bad guys in TV shows was sinister. He was up there with um, 
I'm not going to compare him to any Star Trek, but I would put him up there with, like, um, <laughs> I would say, uh, Trinity Killer. Mm, okay. He had yeah. the possibility of being that, that leaving a mark that much, which we found off later in the season when, um, like I say, when he comes reintroduced again, like the elements and like the bonds and stuff. But the thing I love about this episode, and it's just a short sheen, and it shows you because it's so different to what you expect. It's so different to what you've seen before, where Mal's given the speech about, um, I'm going to give you the money back. You're going to take it back to your, your employer. You're going to tell them we didn't do the job. There's nothing, and it's finished with. This is over. Mm-hmm. And the guy just turns around saying, keep the money. It's going to pay for your funeral. And starting start this speech saying how Ninchka was going to kill him. And Mal just takes a sigh, and boots him in the jet engine. And you, you just get shocked because you're like, <laughs> heroes don't do that. Like, say, heroes take like the better way. But in that realization that this isn't going to be the, the usual hero story, this is going to be a bit different. This is about survival. Mm-hmm. That that That's what Serenity, uh, Firefly, the show is about. It's about surviving in space and surviving in this unknown, untamed land. And then for him to turn around to this person who's kneeling down next and say, right, going to give the same speech. And the guy just goes, yeah, yeah, money paid back, deal's done, happy to go, because he doesn't want to get booted in the engine as well. <laughs> it was so perfectly timed and so played out. And like I said, no one flinched, no one battered eyelid. And it was just like, this is how shit gets done in the verse. And I was like, this is going to be good. This is this is leading up to something a bit, I've not seen anything like this before. Yeah. yeah. And that was the point because, like, see, I love the pilot. The pilot felt like a, a long movie, you know. You thought, ah, oh, but it's still. You thought this is going to be very Star Trek-y. This is going to take elements of Star Wars in there. There's a lovable rogue. This made it different, mm-hmm. and that that was the big surprise to me. And I was like, shit, this is going to be, um, like, say, my jam for very many years to come. And <laughs> <laughs> I was always a little bit gutted. But well, well and truly brown coats now. Yes, well and truly brown coats. But yeah, so I'm interested to know, because I know, Sam, you've only seen it the once. I know you're not that big of a fan, and hopefully we're selling it to you a bit more you now. very much are. <laughs> what are your favourite episodes of the 14 that we got? So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with Goodwill. Be, uh, give Sa- time, Sammy time to think. Let me get well, back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of... Uh, I mean, I only watched uh, the entire series a few weeks ago, um, and I've just rewatched uh, my favourite episodes today in in mm. lieu of appearing on the wonderful podcast. Um, the pilot, a hundred percent, the pilot, because it was it's one of the best pilots I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the our Mrs. Reynolds, mm-hmm. um, I think you is know, that for, because, is that for a story tell, tell them reason or is it just pervy? Yes, reason? you degenerate. Yes, for story. <laughs> um, <laughs> But again, it's an episode that has, you know, it has comedy in it, uh, a Very lot of comedy. So. Um, the the interplay between uh, the characters is is brilliant. Even in the first two minutes of the cold open with with Mal and Jane, you know, like yeah. you know, oh, you don't want to see her; she's mighty ugly. How can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we get the one of the best lines in the show. I swear on my pretty floral bonnet that I will end you. Um, and you, you think Mal's going to get shot by Jane, but he, he offers to swap uh, his big massive gun that he loves for <laughs> for his wife. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you actually you have some lovely interplay between Summer and uh, not Summer River and mm-hmm. uh, Shepherd Book. 
um, which is beautiful as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The other episodes, I'll tell you what, I have a little guitar here. (laughs) I'll try and help you out. I'm not going to promise much, dude. (laughs) The Hero of Canton. Yes. I think is a is a beautiful episode um, <laughs> because we get to see Jane in a different light. And yes. there's a lovely song <laughs> that's played in the bar. <laughs> and I will only play the first, uh, I will say the first verse of this song. Let me see yeah. if you know it. <laughs> Jane, the man they call Jane. He robbed from, from the, the rich, rich and he gave, gave to, the, to poor. the poor. Stood up for the, the man, man he gave them what for. Our love for him now, in hard to explain. The hero of Canton, the man they call Jane. And that's why I never sing. So, the hero of Canton. Well done, well done. That was brilliant. Yeah, the the hero of Canton, um, because all the way through up until that up until last episode in Firefly, you see Jane is a bit of a you know a bit of an orph, a bit of a thug. He's he's the muscle yeah. of, uh, of Firefly, and this shows him in a different light. You know, this shows that he he landed on this planet and he just he was there to rob money, mm-hmm. and it went south, and he ended up dumping it, and he thought nothing of it, and he fled. And then when he goes back, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, there's a statue of him. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's he's a hero to these people. They don't understand what happened. They just saw someone dumping fifty thousand credits into their houses and their yards. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's a wonderful effort because he he doesn't like the fame or anything like that at first. But obviously, he gets free whiskey and ladies of the night, shall we say, companions, Arthur's <laughs> yes. uh, companions. Um, <laughs> and you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. It's very touching at the end of the, I mean, I won't spoil it for, for Sammy, um, but the end of the episode is, is quite touching. And mm-hmm. you see a different side of this, this, this muscle man, this, this yeah. thug. And you think, oh, he's a, he's a well-rounded character in his own, yeah. um, mm-hmm. in his own way. It's got to be a few more dimensions. But I am going to spoil it for Sammy. I don't give a fuck. I, have to <laughs> love, <laughs> I, I, love, I, I love the ending of that episode when it, it's like the realisation, it's not about him being a hero. It's like, it's the legend that keeps the mothers going, yes. and it, it doesn't need to be as yeah. true as true as it as it as the story is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's what gets them up and through that each day, and it's just a beautiful sign. And that realization uh, from Jane just grows him a little bit. He's like a tree. He's like Groot. He grows a little bit that time, uh, but it's so. And, and I think Adam Baldwin as well. Like he doesn't. Like in the show, as you said, he's the muscle. He's, he's like say the eye candy as well, and he was like he was great in Chuck, but um, I think like say that was the episode where you saw more from him and you got to see more from him since then as well in the in the show, um, because you were always wondering is he going to turn his back? Is he going to betray? Or when's the betrayal going to happen? We we'll probably would have seen that happen like in a future episode or stuff, but. Uh, the loyalty um, was always there as well, but I think that's where you you kind of he become more than just the muscle for the serenity. He realizes he's got a bit larger purpose. But yeah, that that, that was a good episode. Um, my favorite episode. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to Sammy in a second, just because it leads in from that. It's the episode afterwards. This one, right. uh, out of gas, and Ooh. it's so well done because. 
nothing really much happens, but a lot happens, if that makes sense. It's it's sort of a backstory episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's a flashback episode, but not a flashback episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that is a very good choice. That is a it is a it's a lovely episode. Yeah. Um, but just for anyone who hasn't seen it, just to give you like a lowdown of what happens on this episode. Basically, there's a, an explosion on the ship. It starts off, um, like I said, because with some of the episodes, what they do, you you get the almost the end at the beginning, and then then it goes back over like what's happened to get there. So you get we get Mal on the floor, uh, with Serenity shutting down. Mm-hmm. Life support's going out and stuff. And basically it goes back through and it tells different stories like how Katie got on the ship. Uh and like I say, she was basically banging the mechanic who was the <laughs> was who was there. And she tells um uh, like I say the mechanic that he was basically, oh, this you're not doing this right, you're not fixing this right, and the mal hires her. Uh, it shows you how Wash becomes on the ship when he's got this ridiculous mustache and, and a Hawaiian and, shirt. And Hawaiian shirt, of course. Um it shows you how like say the find Serenity and how Mal picks Serenity over the other ships and stuff and how Jane comes on it, which is in hilarity where Mal just offers him more money in, in his own bunk and he, he betrays the person he's with to, to join the crew. Did but, you um sorry to interrupt, did you like the twi- in regards to the ship, did you enjoy the twist at the end? Yes. I enjoyed that. Yes. I, I thought that was that was very touching that. But they pretty much they pretty much done the piss take out with Star Trek uh, Star Wars like in uh, the last year, not the last Jedi, the um, uh, the 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 newest. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. So it was the last Jedi. What's what's the last three? The three Jedi's called the three films. Uh, last Skywalker. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Last Awakens. Jedi and yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Force Awakens. They've done the joke when they're running towards another ship and that blows up. Then they go, "Oh, we've got that hunger junk," mm-hmm. and it was Millennium Falcon. So basically, it was it was the Force Awakens stealing the joke from Firefly. <laughs> 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 but um, but yeah, and like I say, basically. All at ours, oh, they're in space, basically on the on the on the peripheral to stay out the way of the like say the the man, and something blows in the ship on the engine that can't be fixed. So and they're just like, we can't get to anywhere. There's nowhere close. So he sends two pods out. Um, one, uh, with Zoe who's hurt and they don't know how badly she's hurt with Wash and um, no, no, it wasn't Anora. Uh, it was uh, Simon and River on that trip one, and then with uh, Anora was Jane and Kaylee, and both because they're two pods sent in both directions to try and get as far as they can to try and see who can get help. And he sends a signal because um, Wash was being a dick about this episode as well because he he got jealous that about Mal and Zoe, which again comes to one of my other favorite episodes. We'll talk about in a few seconds as well. <laughs> um, is basically. Um, Mal's staying with the ship because he doesn't want to let Serenity go. He's saying, I'll send a signal if someone comes and uh, we'll get a fix. And it's just one little part, one little part that's took the ship down. And a uh, ship comes out of nowhere, picks up the signal, and someone tries to rob Mal, shoots him, and tries to leave him for dead. But Mal, being the badass he is, gets up and forces them off the ship. And the guy turns around and says, If it was the other way around, you'd have done the same. And he says, Quite clearly, it is the other way around now. I've got my gun on you, and you can say I haven't done the same. And then it's basically Mal almost dying, uh, like say because the stomach wound to get to the ship and get fixed. 
and then he passes out and you think oh shit is that going to be the end but no um he wakes up in the the med bay and basically all the all the crews came back because uh zoe woke up and forced them all to <laughs> so because zoe broke uh this captain rule they survived he survived but it was such a nice play of telling you the backstory but not shoving it down your throat yeah and it was such a well done and well thought out episode that it didn't need to be all bands and whistles a little bit like phone booth with colin mm-hmm. farrell in a yeah. set in a set in a place where it's quite minimal but a lot of stuff going on around it that you don't even need to have to see and it was just well played out and well acted and like nathan fillion like I say again not going to suck his cock off or anything to say how good he was but he was absolutely brilliant in that episode it was a foreshadowed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a foreshadowed episode in the pilot as well, <clears throat> because when they land on uh, Persephone, Kaylee says we need a new compressor because if we don't fix it, it's going to blow and we'll be dead. You know, we'll, we'll be dead in the water. Oh, we'll just make sure it doesn't blow. Well, guess what, Mal? <laughs> it did. Yeah. But it, it you know this 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 episode harks back to the the Western themes. Mm-hmm. Um, that Firefly is so heavily influenced on because if you think the versus the frontiers, the Western frontiers of the United States, these people, you couldn't go for spares. You couldn't yeah. go for help. And you didn't know whoever you came across in the frontier wouldn't just pull a gun out on you and kill you and loot you. Mm-hmm. And this is this is this is retelling the the frontier stories in space. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's 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 beautiful. I mean, <clears throat> the justification for, you know, the, the West, like some of the outer rim colonies where, you know, they don't have any technology. So, yeah, they, they would make do with what they're good. They would make do with wood and horses and farming and stuff. So, yeah, if you've got no technology, you'd revert back to the, the earliest what, phase before mm-hmm. uh, an industrial revolution, which would be the Western frontiers. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and Leaning on to what would be my second pick would be War Stories. Um, The banter between Wash and Mal, because like I say, Wash has got the green-eyed devil with him and uh, like I say, his relationship with Zoe, because he said, if Captain says jump, you jump. When I say jump, he goes, well, you're not my captain, you're my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they're going on a mission that should be relatively simple, just to say trade some uh, medical supplies and um, our old uh, enemy from episode two makes an appearance, Niska. Um, he's got his mercenaries back and he captures Wash and Mal and he's torturing them. And with Mal being, like I say, a, a former soldier and Wash not being in that situation before, you think they're just arguing like cats and dogs, like over, like I say, how uh, Mal runs the ship and how, um, like I say, how he affects his relationship with Zoe and, and stuff. But it's not. It's Mal keeping Wash alive by keeping him angry, keeping him uh, like alert because mm-hmm. being electrocuted. And like you see, you've seen them being electrocuted, and like after they've been hit by the like the electric current, they go back to bickering like little schoolgirls. And then when Wash is like starting to fade away, you can t- see the panic and like see the because Mal knows and Mal's really starting to stress and think shit, we might lose Wash here. So he's like trying. Try, you see that element there and then the whole when zoe goes to pick up um like the like say to trade she's collecting all the money that they've got and like say all the bounties that like they've got on the ship 
and the take to Niskan and they're saying, well, these two are worth a lot of money for me. This will not buy both of it. This will only buy one. And you think she's going to have a hard time choosing, and she just goes, "Yep, that one. I love wash." <laughs> <laughs> that, and then, that, yeah, it's it, it's that same old cliche, isn't it? Like with the, with the standoff in um, the, the other episode where he just blows his brains out. It's that you know, mm-hmm. oh, you you have to pick one, and you just wash. And, oh. he's, and he's like, he's, and she's like, "Sorry, I didn't. Have you got a bit of a speech?" No, <laughs> and, he's, and he's and he's just like. Oh, are you sure he's getting up? Nope, that's the one I want. So, <laughs> and, and uh, Wash realizes what's happening. He's going, we can't leave Mal. Mal's the only reason I'm alive because mm-hmm. of what he did. And then, um, like I say, the, the horrific part as well, there goes all reservoir dogs on him as well, but he chops off his ear and says, here, the money wasn't quite enough. Uh, you give us too much money. Here's part of Malcolm Reynolds uh, to go with him just to try and antagonize her and to react and as well, because he doesn't want to give any of them away. He wants to kill them all, but he, yeah. he wants a reason to do it because um, he's a businessman at the end of the day. But the whole, the fact that, that the ship, after they go back, they start armoring up and like say getting the pieces together uh, to go and get Mal back but Mal being the like say the badass he is he's kind of like broke the bonds and escaped a little bit but there's two things that we find out about this episode that's absolutely brilliantly done we find out how scary River is Mm. with a gun where she's not even looking and she takes out about five or six people like just blindfolded blown away and Kaylee's looks terrified of her because she she realises River Tam is a weapon yeah. Um, the way she says it to Kaylee afterwards, because she smiles, she goes, "Ain't no power in the verse that could stop me." Yeah. And it's like, oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> and um, and how much Mal needs his crew as well, because when he's getting tortured, he's fighting the person that was torturing him, and um, it looks like uh, the the there's going to be. A, Mal was going to win, and so he then pull up with the guns and say, "Oh, this is something the captain's got to do." And he goes, "No, no, it fucking well, he doesn't. Fucking, he goes, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't help." And it's like shoot him. So they'll get okay, and they all pull out the guns and shoot the guy who's torturing him. It like, <laughs> it's the way he says it because it's like she's like, "Leave him. This is something that he has to do on his own." And all you hear in the because di- it's done in the distance. So it's just like, "No, no <laughs> oh, okay." <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, uh, this episode, yeah, this is this is. I mean, they're all great episodes. This one, two things about this episode. Uh, one, the torture scene. Um, when I first saw Christina Royale in the cinema, mm-hmm. this scene was heavily in my mind when uh, Bond's being tortured. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I've, got an itch, I've got an itch on my balls. Just a little to the left. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and second, really, it shows how much Mal... <clears throat> needs his crew and how much he relies on his crew mm-hmm. and it reminds me of the Goonies bang <laughs> got it in got it in before Paul got the Goonies reference I'm done wow <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually think I was going to get a Goonies reference into this wow. one wow <laughs> can I have that one for free yeah <laughs> so after all the shit you've given me in previous episodes the one in the chat always saying that he's the one that Goonies us that's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna turn him into a Goonies meme now. <laughs> yes. And what about you, Sam? I know you haven't seen it for a while. I couldn't, so, I couldn't so would you even say, tell you. So would you say your favourite is Serenity? It's the film. <laughs> so so when was the last time you saw the movie? Oh, it was only a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. I used to watch it all the time. Like mm. 
all the time. We all know my addiction when it comes to things and how I watched Pitch Perfect every day for a year. I probably did the same with this as well. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't explain, I couldn't explain to you why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. But for a film that I knew about Firefly, don't get it wrong, I wasn't, uh, I knew about it. I just didn't, I hadn't watched it. I still didn't feel that I needed to watch it because I felt there was an already established cast and I felt something like a connection mm-hmm. towards them straight away. I knew who these people were. Mm-hmm. Didn't need explaining to us. I didn't need to watch a series in order to explain it to us. And that's how brilliant that film is. Yeah. I love the way the movie starts though. Like I say, with, oh, this, with, with the, giving the explanation of how, because you think you're getting it live, like, this is how Simon got River out, but mm. it's not, it's basically the operative that's um, watching back, like the video, and we know from that that point that this isn't just going to be, like I say, a standard uh, bounty hunter or a standard, mm-hmm. like I say, there. And I've forgotten the name. Because did you ever find out his name in this in the movie, or was it no, just known as the oper- uh, operative? He was he was just the opposite because he was he was a high up government operative. Mm-hmm. Um, the the actor, well, like, well. Mm-hmm. brilliant. He his deliverance of his lines all the way through. He is so, and I think villains like that are the most terrifying because they are so deeply they deeply believe in their cause they yeah. are passionate yeah and that opening scene where he goes do you know who your sin is mm-hmm. and i just thought it, it, that, that whole scene was mm-hmm. really and the tension when he's just knelt down with that sword yeah he's just like he's gonna fall he's gonna fall, <laughs> he's gonna fall. and he just does it and he just at the end he just wipes off the miss yes we're gonna need this and we're gonna need that and I'm like, Oh, wow. I think why it worked as well because he was the complete opposite of what Mal was at the start because yes. Mal didn't have any belief, any hope like, and, and the operative had his beliefs and he believed yeah. him so strongly yeah. that he was going to fulfil his purpose and like with his conversations with Mal as well, like it was brilliant done, like when he was asking about um, after he basically killed all of like say, all of Mal's friends and like people who helped the Firefly went out um and basically he just said no i'm a monster that i'm not fit for for the perfect world i'm like you i'm i i shouldn't i'm not going to say that but mm-hmm. i'm going to help build it and it was like this is deep and dark and like mm-hmm. say for for such yeah. a bright tea like like a sci-fi you don't expect it to go that dark because you thought like the Reavers was going to be the scariest thing, but they weren't. He was the scariest thing in that that movie. But yeah, I love the scene, yeah, the scene where he murders the children. He's like, "You murder children." He's like, "I do." Mm-hmm. He's like, "That's how he deeply he believes in this cause." Yeah, it's he the, do anything. It's the Anthony Hopkins style acting of talking sophisticated and being utterly terrifying in doing so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He took lessons from Hannibal Lecter on that because it was the the calmness and we, the, how he spoke, it came across terrifying. But Tituel Ijuba is just an amazing actor. He is. He's such an amazing actor. The, the one part that I, I feel that it was it was out of character was, you know, just before the, the, the big space battle, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, you see you see Serenity fly out of the nebula and he, he breaks character because he goes, the bastard's not even altering course. Mm-hmm. That didn't need to be there. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it 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 detracted from the character's cool confidence. Do you yeah. not think it, it's because he'd been pushed by Mal? 
to that point. Possib- <laughs> possibly. That's the kind of, that's what it brings out in him. Yeah, possibly. Because <laughs> the callback in, the, in that movie is when, uh, like, if they first meet each other and he says, don't try and annoy me, Captain. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to irritate us or something like that. And Anora says, oh, spend some time with him and he'll change your mind. <laughs> so, so, so it was kind of like foreshadowing that Mal was going to piss him off at one point. So <laughs> Yeah. The the opening see the opening uh after the establishment, you know, Earth that was and then obviously mm. the, we see Simon Miranda. Um, we see Simon, you know, take River away. Um the opening single shot uh from the cockpit to Serenity, you know, when the the the, the making planet fall mm-hmm. that was beautifully done and it's almost it's seamless mm-hmm. um the i don't know if you i don't know if you guys knew this but the the interior of serenity is a one-on-one replica of how it should be as in you, you see ships where it's like oh you've got this you know this bridge and it doesn't fit into the how it should be like millennium falcon like mm-hmm. everyone always says, Millennium Falcon, that the inside shouldn't fit the outside, like it shouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. This was, Joss Whedon did it in a way where it was, this would fit, this would, all you'd have to do is put a shell on it. And right. what they did, they had they had two sound stages next to each other. So you had one, which was the upper deck, which was the, the cockpit, the quarters, the dining room. And then you had uh, another sound stage, which was the cargo hold, the infirmary, and it was literally all... It was linked into one plate, like one piece. And you, in the movie, you can see when they go down from the cockpit and they're in the dining room, she's legging it to the engine room, you know, when he goes mm-hmm. to the, and then he walks back and there's that scene just before they go downstairs and the, the camera turns from Simon to the thing. That's the transition. And it's so effortlessly done. You think, my God, this is, this is one single yeah. take. The, the production values that they had on Firefly, they carried over to Serenity. And I yeah. really appreciated mm-hmm. that because it was so, it, it 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 gives you that impression this is an mm-hmm. actual ship. This is yeah. a, an old rundown but fully like mm-hmm. functional mm-hmm. ship that people live in. It was that patina, that that grot, the rust, and it was just so beautifully done. That opening for me is just fantastic all the way through. What I love about this movie as well, again, you don't really get to see see this that much. It was a movie with balls with the decisions it made. Because mm-hmm. like to kill off a character like Wash, the way he was, was especially in the in the situation, that that that's a hard decision because he's a popular character, and you must know there's no comeback to kill yeah. that off because the show doesn't really work as well. Or if you replace him, it's like when they replace certain characters in Community, the TV show, yeah. it didn't quite have the same feel. It didn't like work the same. This again, the, as it's, they must have known it was like this was it. This was done for Serenity. Like after they weren't going to plan because and to kill off uh, Shepard Book without knowing more about his backstory as well. That that's ballsy moves, especially entertainment wise. Like because it leaves so many open questions and things that you you want to know about. And even um, like say when like they've said in like previous episodes of the show when. Uh, Mal goes from uh, was it was it in the movie you said it might be get me crosswise here he goes you're gonna to have to tell me about like how you know so much about this and he goes no I don't think that's I have in to. um that that's in one of the the, the Firefly episodes um, right because obviously it's, it's after he's he's been injured isn't he and he has that mm. card and he gets you know 
special mm. preferential medical treatment but it, mm. it was the 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 way i mean like like movies i did i i see serenity as in an open-ended full stop to the franchise mm. yeah um, and obviously when you get big movies and stuff like that one of the established characters is going to die it happened in mm. star wars it happened in star trek and you think oh well shepherd book he you know he was killed by the the uh, the alliance and, and this and the way that wash dies is is it's such a, a it's a shock and it, it just hits you because he's just like i'm a leaf on the way and you think he's going to come up with like some sort of quip mm-hmm. he's like i'm a leaf on the way. <clears throat> impaled yeah. and the way that but the way that zoe mm-hmm. reacts to that mm-hmm. you sort of like when you first see that you're on her level with that because you're like Wash, 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 and Mal, Mal is like that soldier. He's just like, no, we've got to go. We have got to go. Yes, it's happened. We have got to go. And it was such a shock, but brilliantly well done. And I was, I was devastated when I, that happened. Yeah, I was like, for me, for not knowing the character previously, that still hits like a mm-hmm. ton of bricks. But that's how brilliant they were written because mm-hmm. I give a shit within yeah. that hour and a bit. I generally give a shit about these people. So when that happened, and it comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. because you've you've taken like you, you've already had your <gasps> moment, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of just relaxing, and then bang, and yeah. it hits you straight in the gut, same yeah. as him. Uh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, that's how much I, that's like. I generally did give a shit about these characters because they are so well written to where mm-hmm. for for someone who hadn't seen the series. Still mm-hmm. got to know them, yeah. Just like what you did in the series, and this this the movie gave us so much fan service, like the interaction between Mal and Anora. Like, see when at the end, and he says, "Oh, we'll get you back to the planet." Because I, I, I'm not too sure. And you can see his smile on his face. He's like, "No, that that's a that's an interesting answer." Um, mm-hmm. just knowing because that like that relationship was bubbling through, and that would have been amazing to watch leading through the shows and the episodes and seeing like the ups and downs like like we got a little bit of a hint when um like say goodwill's episode where, where mal's wife kind of uh thing and the jealousy on on nanora's face and uh later on in the series when the, the one when, where they're defending the, the companions the companion whorehouse type yeah, thing was, that like, was Western. i felt for her for that one yeah that was <laughs> quite a, a good uh good good way to do it but and they give Simon Kelly that relationship got its point where I don't want it to, yeah. So they <laughs> build up the tension, but it was nice that they got that element. And Addy said that as well that the only regret if he did pass away would be that he wasn't with her. And and it was like fuck, and she was like fuck this, I'm gonna live. <laughs> it was, you know, the bit in the bar earlier on in a movie where she's just like. Uh, ain't nothing that tweak mine other that don't run on batteries and the way Maltus goes oh god I can't <laughs> know that and Jane just goes I can stand here a little bit more <laughs> but I'm like like coming from the series and then watching the movie I'm on Mal's side because like Kaylee's the, the daughter yeah of, of Mal so you're like I could yeah I'm, I understand more mm-hmm. that you can't know that because that's how she's portrayed to the yeah. audience and like mm. If you watch the movie, mm-hmm. people are behind more on the chain side. It was the going back to the uh Nara though, um I don't know if you knew this, Paul. Did you hear what was planned for Anara if the series would continue? 
No. And it was this was hinted all the way through the series, apparently. And I only noticed this when I ran it through uh, the other week. She had a terminal illness. All right. And they were dropping hints all the way through the ep- uh, all the way through the the first series. And apparently, Joss Whedon wanted to play that she had this terminal illness. That's why she was off planet, and that's why she was driving herself away because she didn't want to hurt him any more than it already already been hurt. And I was I couldn't believe that. I, I never heard that until I. No. That would have been a that that would have been a special storyline. That I'm gutted we didn't yeah. get that because that would have played because that makes sense, total sense. How she left, like say the like the companions, like like off when she went off world. So she's kind of like going on an adventures now. So mm. she's living a life more now because she hasn't got much lo- longer left. There was a there was an episode where she had a health check and there, there, it was like an annual companion health check and mm. something said and she doesn't go into it. But mm. apparently the, the facial expressions are there and it was that was like one of the first major hints that something was wrong with her. Right. Oh, and then wow. obviously they played off the tension between her and Mao as mm. like, you know, it's a clash of cultures, it's a clash of mm-hmm. you know, he 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 thinks companions are the, the W word. Yeah. Which they are, but obviously it's it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. But it's actually she's driving that wedge between them because she knows mm-hmm. that she's ill. Yeah. In order to save him from the heartbreak and being hurt any more than he was, mm-hmm. she would just fade away. She would just leave. Right. And oh, wow. it's, it's it's devastating. When you when you hear what he had planned and then you yeah. you watch it again, you can pick it up and you're like, Oh my god, yeah, she that's what she was trying to do. She was mm-hmm eliminating herself from his life slow like slowly and then you know towards the end of the first season mm-hmm. leaving. yeah you, you mentioned as well um in the chat earlier that when we were planning this that you had some news was that the news that yeah, you got or is there something else that you've got for us there goodwill i'm putting you on the spot now oh the uh the little bit of a tidbit mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you know this it might blow your mind <laughs> it's only tiny so don't worry uh, uh, <laughs> said. Uh, <laughs> Firefly takes place in the same universe as Aliens. Really? In the first episode, when Mal goes to the AA gun, mm-hmm. on the computer interface, there is a Wayland Utani logo. Because Bullshit. It's from Wayland Utani. Right, I'm gonna have who, to Google that. <laughs> who made? Who made? What was it? The Sulco, the Nostromo. The Nostromus, was it? Nostromo, I think Nostromus. No, it's not good. I can never say it right. No, no, Sam's googling like a motherfucker. There, you can yeah. see. <laughs> apparently, Josh Whedon, apparently, Josh Whedon had some in, had some involvement in Alien, and it was a nod to right. that. But uh, they've said potentially because Alien doesn't Alien take place in the twenty century oh kev will be the expert on that like, Something say, oh, like that. and this is obviously five lies of 26 and this, you know they said yeah it's the same universe wow well, let's find out shall we <laughs> um, that would be quite interesting well, yeah. Ex- I, 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 versus mal <laughs> yeah uh, i mean firefly He's right it is will in your tiny Wow. Firefly, the, the Serenity also features in the pilot episode for the reimagined Battlestar Galactica as well. You see right. Serenity fly past Prome- Prometheus and Alien set in the same universe. 
I know one of the spoilers that uh, someone said that in one of the episodes, it's got it the, Bill and Te- the Bill and Ted. Uh, it's got the phone booth. booth from Bill and Ted in that uh, rich guy's um, house mm-hmm. as, as well. Um, I, I love that. Little nods like that. No, yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, it says that that Firefly and Prometheus, it's, it's saying Prometheus exists in the same universe and it's to do with the Whale and Yutani um, Easter egg. Because ah. Josh Whedon had involvement in, um, in, I think it was Aliens at the time. Because I know they're always talking about doing it in Aliens TV show. Was this the secret show that they were planning? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, so, the, I mean, there was lovely little... The one thing I always loved, I think it was in Serenity. I think it's after they've been to Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wash says something like, oh, this, this is all sounds a bit science fiction, doesn't it? And so he just goes, you live on a spaceship, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, wow, to have such self-awareness of that. Yeah. That is uh, <laughs> I absolutely loved seeing Alan Turdick in this because it was just right off the back of um, Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, I totally <laughs> fell in love with Pirate Steve. Mm-hmm. So to see him play someone like, Someone who didn't talk like a pirate, <laughs> but was a pirate kind of like he was, it was. He was. He was more of a pirate than he ever was in his life. Yes, <laughs> it was just so much fun, and it, it's it's been lovely watching Alan's career cool. just get bigger and brighter because he is such a. He's honestly, he made that film for us. I know everyone loves Mal because of how charismatic he is and such, but it was really Alan Turdick who like makes that film for it like i go back for him and i go back to mourn him you instantly fall in love with him in the pilot where he's just like you know watch how's it looking yes yes and he's 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 in the cockpit film with the dinosaurs and he's like yes this is a fertile land (laughs) we will call it (laughs) this land land. (laughs) i should think we should call it your grave (laughs) (laughs) and that just that for me i was just like yeah this is my favorite character now um and uh the, the other bit where he's like wash you know when they're trying to run away from the reapers and he's just like wash what, what are you doing he's like i don't mean to alarm anyone but i think we're being followed <laughs> it's just the way because he always said like behind the scenes you know when they said wash get us out of it he always used to press the same three buttons so you watch every episode there's like because they used for, for firefly they use like bits of a boeing 737 Mm. So they're like this Boeing, uh, uh, whatever they're called, um, uh, steering thing. And he said, I always press the same thing. And they're like, why did you do that? Because those are the everything buttons. Said, all I do is that. That's all I do. And there's a bit in the, the, the it just, I loved him so much because he injected that, that much needed humor. But yeah. in Serenity, Mm-hmm. they all got that bit of humour. I mean, they did all the yeah. way through Firefly, but it's like the bit where Jane and Mal have the argument in Serenity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and Mal goes, you know, Jane's saying something, and he's like, blah, 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 and, Jane, and Mal goes, do you want to run this ship? Yes. Well, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's just so beautifully done. Yeah, it, the, the humour in it is... Is brilliant, but it does not outweigh the action in the film. The no. action is, oh, it is. It's like watching someone dance. Mm-hmm. They, it's beautiful, especially they, when when River um, like River's fighting, like when yeah. you see her, like battling the Reavers and when she's like save Simon towards the end. Um, because she's a trained ballerina, isn't she? Yeah, 
she is yes yes so you say the movements and the the floor and everything it's so violent but smooth and like when you say elegant and the fighting in the bar that's one of the best bar fight scenes that you ever see when she kicks that bottle that was amazing Cinegram Adam Baldwin's balls and <laughs> squeezing. <laughs> I, 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 even, I winced at that point. I was like, oh, I know it's fake, but oh, it's got to hurt. I know you pretty much answered this question as well, but who was your favourite characters in the show? Um, do you want to go something? <laughs> well, I was just thinking to myself, because I'm like, yes, Wash is, is a brilliant character, but every single one of them has something I love about them. Um, Zoe being the absolute badass that she is. The Honestly, like, you could put her as a captain and think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane and his brutal honesty. Um, <laughs> just every single one of them just has something that that you can gravitate, like, you can really and gravitate and connect. Territory. Yes, absolutely. I ha- um, but Wash will always... Just because of the film aspect, like I, I, I mourn him all the time. Like it, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> so I'm, wash. I'm the same with you, Sammy. Like wash for me is, is he's. I love every single character, even mm-hmm. some of the sub characters like Badger and stuff like that. I, I love every single one of them. I think they're all well done. They're all well rounded. Yeah. Uh, well written. Well written. Wash, so yeah, wash is. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm a good pilot. I, you know, and, and the way he, he walks, the way he behaves, the way what he wears, he doesn't give a shit. And you can sort of understand why someone like Zoe would be attracted to someone like that because he's out of everything, he's genuine. Yeah. And he is passionate in his own unique way. He's passionate about flying, he's passionate about Zoe. He he fiercely Mm-hmm. Love Zoe and will you know defend, and that's why he's so jealous of Mal because they've got that that depth of a relationship mm-hmm. that Wash so desperately wants. But it's yeah. every every character in the the show and the movie, Mister Universe. Yes, you know he only had what two scenes mainly, mm-hmm. um, and even he so brilliantly. I don't think there's any character that I don't like. Mm-hmm. There was no waste, no wasted space. I think no. that's what you get with a oh, lot of TV yeah. shows. A lot of things. Oh, there's, there's wasted. There's, there's filler episodes. But when even if you do get a filler episode, it's just there to build on, like the character expect or to build on a relationship or to move someone forward. That that's the thing that you you get with this. There's lots. I know it's going to sound really uh, weird, but there's a lot of movement in the show. Yes, and that's like with. A lot of things, there's nothing stagnates. There's nothing that just stays the same. Mm-hmm. Like, there's never the same episode. I know, like I say, we might have got different ones going, like, afterwards. We can never see it. But, again, I, I have to go for the obvious because, like I say, my favourite character in Star Wars was Han Solo. So <laughs> the Han, Han Solo of this show was Mal. <laughs> And let, yeah. and and let's not debate it. If Mal was in Star Wars, he would have shot first. They wouldn't have had a re-edit of that. Oh no, I don't, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think so at all. Mal, Mal was an amalgamation of nearly all of Harrison Ford's oh, characters. He was. I see every single one of them yeah. in him. But Logan, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, absolutely, he was them all. But he still had 
himself. Mm-hmm. So for all you could see the different different aspects of, of Harrison Ford's characters, there was still something that a cheeky little something in there that that's mal. Like yeah. and you know and, it's mal. And he was scary though as well, because he used to have the look. Like you can tell it like Nathan Fillion done this so well because he's playful, he's engaging, he's endearing. But when shit turns sideways, mm-hmm. he, his eyes go black and like darkness, and you think this is a man like knows no limits. He there's nothing he wouldn't have done to to protect his and and his mind, as he would yeah. say. But he's when, fiercely loyal in his, his his own mm. way. When someone's not scared of death, they become the scariest person in the world. Mm-hmm. And you saw that in the uh, the episode that you're on about um, with uh, when they were trying to take the friend home. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw in that flashback scene when they're in the battle, and he's, he's laughing in the face of death. Mm-hmm. He, he, he. When you don't fear death, when someone does not fear death, they are the most terrifying people because mm-hmm. they, they, they they've got nothing all, to lose. They've got nothing to lose, and he never. I mean, it, in Serenity, it's shown that he volunteered mm-hmm. to 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 join the, the, the war. Was it the, yeah. the, was it the separatists? It, I can't remember the names of them. Independence. Independence. Say, the separatists isn't that bloody Star Wars? <laughs> oh, I watched Clone Wars. <laughs> There's very there's a lot of similarities between between the two. Let's like, say the elements there, but I think with sci-fi you can't help but have them elements. Oh, good God, no! Um, yeah, and everyone's influenced by everyone. Aren't oh, hundred percent. I tell you the one thing though, out of all the sci-fi shows, Serenity got one hundred percent spot on. No sound in space. <laughs> Only science fiction show to ever portray. Awesome. Yes, very well. No, that's a good point. Like I say, when you go back and watch it, and I think hope a lot of people will do. But I think I'm, I will. Yeah, it's one of them things where I went back um, when I watched the DVD. It, I think I'm not one of these that watches all the extras or watches like like in depth information. I just normally watch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. With this, I went, I did watch it because you you did got quite a lot of um, extras on the DVD. The one thing that did actually break my heart a little bit and it still gets us now is the tell you when the do because as goodwill said that the filmed episodes out of order and stuff mm-hmm. so when they got told that the 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 show was cancelled it was on episode 12 um episode 12 i think it was the one where yeah. it was basically the where um mal's old war friend comes back and he's selling like body parts and stuff and trying to do inside training. And he dies and they have a funeral scene. Oh, and, and, and they get told that they're basically uh, the show's been cancelled and there's not going to be any more. Mm-hmm. So when he says they filmed that scene, it was like they were burying the show. Oh. It was so sad. And the, the voiceover as well, you know, when you can't run your walk, when mm-hmm. you can't walk, you get, what was it, you get someone to, to carry you. Mm-hmm. And you could see th- there was a tonal shift, mm-hmm. um, and it, it worked well for the story. But there was a, a even in the body language and everyone, there was a tonal shift, and you knew this is the episode they were told. Mm-hmm. That, that is heartbreaking. It was, it was mm-hmm. ending. The, it, the thing is, when when shows are cancelled like this, it's literally one phone call at two in the afternoon. You could be doing something. Mm-hmm. You could be at the gym. Oh, hi, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's getting cancelled. It's wrapping up in eight weeks. Yeah. See you, bye. The thing is, with certain shows, they expect it. 
Mm-hmm. They totally fully like the, the the office, for example. Their first series is six episodes long, and they fully expect it to be cancelled because they knew the English one was loved. They knew that everyone like had such a respect for it that nobody was going to love this American one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just fully expect it, but you don't expect it from a show that has pumped so much money into it. Just imagine if they did that to Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's- if this was, here's a question for you. If if Firefly aired in, you know, if it never aired in, it aired this year, and totally it different. Cancelled, it would have been. Do you think it would have been picked up by? Absolutely. Say like, say like it went on Fox now, and they cancelled. They did what they did back then. They mm-hmm. messed it about. They did it, mm-hmm. and it got cancelled. Do you think, I mean, I know my answer, do you think it will be immediately picked up? Absolutely. I, I don't know because, like, for me, it's the cost aspect. Because, as I said, a lot of, like, with shows now, it it's elements, like, fair enough. I know how Brooklyn Nine-Nine was saved, but that is a very cost-effective show. Yeah. Take, take, take cost out of it, right? So, say, like, VFX nowadays, it's not as... Mm. It would, it, it's expensive, but not as expensive as it was back but then. I think Firefly was a million so an episode. But TV mm-hmm. is so different now. TV is, it, mm-hmm. money-wise, is revenue the same as movies yeah. because of how that we, we're in a completely different era of media. So I personally think it would be picked up by someone. Absolutely. I, I don't think it originally would be on syndicated TV. It would be a no. streaming service, 100%. Not at all. It, would yeah. have been, it would have been Hulu. In, in America, yeah. it would have been Hulu. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Firefly... I mean, I, I go, again, I'll go back to, you know, Fox shouldn't handle sci-fi. If you look at the Orville by Seth mm-hmm. MacFarlane, yes, Fox hates Seth MacFarlane, but Very he, much. he brings in the money. Yep. He brings it in, same with The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. He brings in the money. And he had two seasons of the Orville on uh, Fox, mm-hmm. and they were going to cancel it. And Seth went, right, screw you, went to Hulu, and Hulu were like, yeah, absolutely. We will do this. And they shoveled mm-hmm. way more money than Fox would have done. And if you if you listen to anyone who watches it now, they're like, my God, why was it not on here to start with? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's visually better. It's mm-hmm. tonally better. It's quality. And I think syndicated TV, when it comes to sci-fi, it, it it can't run on it anymore. No, not no. not with not with the the production value you get nowadays. No. I mean, look at HBO Max. Yeah. yeah, HBO. I mean, HBO's always had an app. It's always had a streaming service. It's just because of how well it's done, like The Sopranos, Sex and the City, Game of Thrones. These are huge TV shows that eventually got them to where they are now, where they are they are streaming mega book movies on there and still making the money. Mm-hmm. to continue forward they're not breaking yeah. like, but I it's think as, crazy yeah. how media I, is now but i think as well if firefly if the rumors are true and there's going to be a rebooted firefly they need to they need to learn especially this year they need to learn from shows that are on streaming services Absolutely. you're not on tv anymore yeah so you are not bound by the 40 to 45 minute runtime. and if you look at stranger things yeah. that has benefited hugely mm-hmm. from the mindset changing of, oh, crap, guys, we need an hour. No, sod that. Hour and 40, two hours and five, an hour yeah. and 50 minutes. If that story is is good and is tight, run it for as long as oh, that yes, story good, Will. needs to be. <laughs> but, <laughs> I totally agree them. with them. It's, it's been annoying because that is the one thing 
for the last 10 years that has annoyed me. And it's only in the last year or two where they've finally realized, shit, we don't have to have it as, for, as a tight 45 minute. We could expand. Mm-hmm. We can have these extra scenes and stuff like that. And the other thing I love as well, sorry to detract, but Stranger Things is still getting, season four is still getting visual updates as it is uploaded onto Netflix right now. Duff, the patching shows. Mm-hmm. You know, the Duffers are going, yeah, we've got season five. Oh, I didn't like the visuals in episode three, season four. Yeah, we'll go back and we'll upload that with a better visual effect. Yeah. And yeah. The run, but the runtime for me, if they ever do, if Disney bring back Fly-Fi, do what they've done with Orville, have it as an hour and five. If, if the episode warrants an hour and five or an hour and 20, do it. As long as it doesn't fill it, mm-hmm. as long as it's tight and it, it merits it, But here's, it. The, here's the big question now. I think this is one that Sam was getting back to earlier as well at the start. If they are rebooting, rebooting Firefly, how would you do it? Would you is it going to be a new cast, a role I cast? Think this is one same, for you to answer. Same story or different story of the verse? Because the verse mm. could be impactful. It's I, I, like I, say, I, I would even stay away from the Firefly name. Just call the new season the verse and have so, stories of the verse. So like. Big franchise. So I, I'm, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record here. Look at Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You have got an entire universe. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to another show as well. Star Trek, it's not about one ship and one crew. It is about mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. about that time. You know, 23rd, 24th, 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is about that world that the people love the world. Yes, they love the characters, but they want to know more about the world. Do what they've done. Do a Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Um, they had two spin-offs, and it was one was nothing to do with the ship. Mm-hmm. Firefly needs to do the same thing. People want to know a lot about the universe. They mm-hmm. want to know the world. Have don't reboot. Set it thirty. Well, what was it? Twenty years. Set it twenty years after the events. Mm-hmm. And have a different ship. Don't even mention. Don't even mention Mal Reynolds. Don't even mention Serenity or anything like that. So you just want something completely new, but set within In the universe. World. Now, In see, for for me, and I don't know. I don't know if I've got the right because I haven't watched the series as well as used to have. But I think for people of yourselves who have, you know, you got you got shafted basically out of a, <laughs> out of a series. You got majorly shafted. I feel that they should allow the original cast to give it even just one last go and even just pass the baton to someone else or even move on to a different story, but at least give them, I don't know, respect that they should have gotten. I agree. I, I agree with you completely. The only thing is to get the cast back now it's going to be difficult. So, as you said, they killed off two of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Well, originally. one of them is actually passed away as well. Yeah. Um, like I said, get Malcolm Reynolds, like say, he, he's, it's going to cost a fortune. The, the last, I can't remember the name, but appears Nora, who's like big in Deadpool and stuff Not at the Mor- moment. Moran. Yep. Yeah, her, her fees are going to go up above and beyond so it's, it won't be cheap but what I would like again a little bit like it's probably like a mixture of both is me dip me I'm going to be sitting on the fence a little bit my ass is going to get off <laughs> like, a, a bit a bit of both 
so a different telling, but have one-off big special episodes where they go off to a planet and now they run into Kaylee working on a like a ship or they go to off to a space station and Zoe's like head of security. Um they're oh, they yeah. they're running to like Simon or uh, River doing their own thing. Uh, or the the running to Jane, he's basically got his own ship and his own crew and he's now he's a badass or he's a bad guy. Or Oh he is the bad guy. Or have, <laughs> I know, I know uh, you're on about fees though. I know you're but, about fees, but, but I was going to say as well, but have whether go to Mal's resting place, I would even kill off him. Like live, have him have oh, the legend. Yeah. So the legend of Mal cool. in the verse. I know you say, you know, Nathan Fillion wouldn't come back for the fees. But is, is, he, he, is, he, is, he, is he still doing the rookie or is that being cancelled? Cancelled. Cancelled. Uh, I come back then. <laughs> every role, because obviously Firefly was his first leading role. Every role he has done after that, he is always compared to Firefly. And, he, I mean, he said in interviews, you know, when he talks about the rookie or when he was on about, um, even like Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. <laughs> right. <laughs> he would, he, you know, he'd be interviewed and be like, ah, oh, what's this, blah, blah, blah. Every time he'd go, it's not Firefly. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, unlike, unlike, you know, bring back, back in the day, when I went about bring back, blah, blah, blah. I think, if it was right, if the story was right, and yeah. it was done in the right way, Fillion would come back. Yeah, Fillion makes enough money from voiceover work doing the Green Lantern <laughs> and shit in DC movies. I'm sure he would... Honestly, I'd, I would like to think that if if the right script was there, Fillion would do it regardless of like regardless of fee. I really hmm. would like to think he, that. If he holds he it as high work. regard as what you what you're seeing... He adored working on it. I mean, to to the point where, I mean, the whole cast adored working on it. I mean, they they had trailers, you know, like as, as actors do, they have trailers on the studio lots and stuff like that. Not one of them ever used their trailers. When they had breaks, they had it in that lounge outside the infirmary on the ship. Oh, hmm. so they That's were birdies. They, they absolutely, they absolutely loved it. And Fillion has always said in every, when he's promoting anything or anything like that, it's not Firefly. <laughs> and I think that for me, you know, as big as a star as he is, I mean, look mm-hmm. at the 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 cultural impact that Mal Mel's has had. You know, I would say sometimes it's it's bigger than Kirk. I've got mm-hmm. a little Mal somewhere actually. Yeah, got a tiny little, got a tiny little Mal. He, the, I mean, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted games. Mm-hmm. That, oh God, yeah, he just doesn't he? <laughs> that is that that is literally inspired by Mal to the point yeah. where they gave him Nathan. <laughs> As as the first name, and for I mean, Christ, for ages I thought, my God, this is this is Nathan Fillion's voice, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. But it's, it's really not. But they are <laughs> friends. They are very yeah. good friends. He was in um, Alan Turdick's Con Men, which yes. Nathan plays a very exaggerated version of himself. I can't. Yeah. I've just knocked everything. I can't think of his name though. But I love him. Nolan, but they are very uh, good friends. Nolan North. Nolan North. That's it. Yeah. But Nathan Fillion North. played. Nathan Fillion played Drake. In the, mm-hmm. the Uncharted fan film, and that was brilliant. Um, Honestly, the, he's influenced I can see him so playing. much. Yeah, if you if you ever have half an hour, right, Sammy, watch it. Oh, I'll definitely. What well, the Uncharted so, games are my favorite franchise. Yeah, it's so good, and you, you sit there like if you've played from Uncharted one onwards, you're like, yeah, this this is Nathan Fillion, this is Mal Reynolds, this this is just Mal Reynolds hunting for for art. Yeah, absolutely. 
with and, Nolan North's voice. <laughs> and, and this this little this little production team got Nathan Fillion to do a fan film. Oh, for excellent! Charts. So and there's, there's a chance we might get him on the might get him on the podcast one day. <laughs> After you brought Kevin Smith on, we'll do some memes with Nathan Fillion oh, to get him on as well. Definitely. Uh, that, that is a campaign we are running on Twitter as well to get Kevin Smith on this podcast. So if you are watching, please join us, Kevin. Join us, Kevin. <laughs> join us, Kevin. For the great or good. They're great or good. But just to, fin- <laughs> just, just to finish this off as well, I think it'll be quite fitting to finish off the episode by talking about the final episode of Firefly and how it was quite um, poignant the way it was done. How all the like say the the cast and like say the and the story was that the, the ship was taken over by early the the bounty hunter and he was after River and he basically taken over the ship and he was a very good bounty hunter but how the kind of uh, almost like made River out to be like sub superhuman and how how she melded with the ship it was just beautifully done and. Honestly, it was like a switcheroo, but it was a good western and good done. So, like, like pretty much as tale as old as time. Like any like storyline, you could have guessed the twist, but it still had you in the pocket. And it was, I know we didn't get many, and we didn't get a lot, but what we got was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Can I yeah, it's just that? sad that you. It's sad you didn't get mm-hmm. get more. Like, and not to sound like completely greedy, this should have been more. Mm-hmm. Can I just add the, the final words from the Serenity movie? And I think it's quite poignant for some people, um, especially at the moment, you know, some of the posts I see in the Facebook group. It's when Mal and uh, River are in the cockpit and River's piloting the ship out of the, the dry dock and it's raining. Mm-hmm. And uh, River goes, Storm, Storm seems to be getting worse. And Mal just goes, it'll pass. Oh. And that's it. And I think yeah. that, you know, there, there'll always oh, be stormy weather, but stormy <laughs> weather always passes. It always passes. Oh, my God. That's such a lovely way to end this, the episode. <sighs> and I, I, I'll not spoil it because I love the speech beforehand when like, see, they were talking about like, what keeps it in the air. It's all about love. Love will get you through. and Love will like, keep you up when uh, it shouldn't. So that was, like I said, them two little elements of it. Yours is like probably a little bit better than mine, but I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes. So, yes, um, the time's actually flown over, and I'm sorry, Sammy, for having you sit through our love fest. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't, I, I, it's not, we're not always going to love the same things but it's lovely to hear and I said this before in the Star Trek one I love hearing people talk about what they love and it gets me kind of like oh yeah I, I see where you're coming from maybe maybe I will go back and rewatch it and I'm like I love it I love I love people who love fandoms and love talking about it We'll watch it on Disney Plus because it is on the right order now. So oh, they have got good. it in the right order. It was so freaking just... annoying, mind. It honestly was an absolute arse trying to like find it and like and like trying to keep his cool and like still <laughs> keep the hype up of we've got to watch this. 
And it's also upscaled to 1080p. It's not remastered, but it is upscaled, so you do get a oh, nice... Oh, mate, I, can be, I can't see out of one eye, so it really doesn't matter like what, what kind of visual I'm looking at, as, you as long that as you, I can see it. Are you saying that you're pirating, pirating it? <laughs> <laughs> well, to get the Goonies, to get the Goonies if, if Sam's new name is One Eye Willie, so... <laughs> in the weekend. Ha. 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 Yeah. So thank you, thank you again for joining us, Goodwill. Like I say, it's been a blast, and uh, we'll have to clip your little song as well, so we'll get that little. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for my singing, everyone. You were absolutely brilliant, the pair of yours, and we will get an episode where I can fan out with you over something because there's been two episodes now where I've not been able to like fully fan out with Goodwill, and we we have some good chats, so. <laughs> That sounds like a chat all by itself. Fan out with goodwill. <laughs> Coming to yeah. the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After dark. <laughs> oh, dear me. The, the, the red hair diaries instead of the red shoe diaries. Excellent. Oh. That's it. You've just, you've just coined it right there. The gestures yes. of goodwill. So, yeah. So, thank you so much for everyone that's watched or something that will watch at a later here because I know most of the people that do watch us. Uh, out being social, how dare they? How dare uh, you on a Sunday? We yes. have to get this to school holidays. Um, just to mention, Charlotte put in the chat, did you see? Yeah, I didn't want Michelle to mention Williams earlier. has passed away? Yeah, a horror. Like, um, it's not on Google yet, because I did mm. Google it and it's not there yet. <laughs> she, unfortunately, she got diagnosed with, um, I believe it was dementia. Oh, nice. so uh, sad. Well, rest in peace. May mm. you fly high in the galaxy. I said that really sarcastically, didn't I? I really didn't mean to. Sorry. Oh. She's an icon. Yes. It's just, like I say, one of these trendsetters that changed everything yeah. that we know about and give... She, like, yeah, she was an icon. In the icon. Absolute Woman. icon. She was, she, was, um, she was considering leaving Star Trek, the original series, and she was uh, persuaded to stay by Martin Luther King Jr., mm. Oh, they what said a, that you are a symbol, massive for people. Um, As, she, was, she was a lovely. Oh, I, I met her. She 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 came to Middlesbrough. You met her. She came to Middlesbrough. To you know the Forbidden Planet star in Middlesbrough. Yeah. The Smackdown. Yeah. <laughs> she she came for a signing there. Oh uh, my god, Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah, about twenty years ago, she came for a signing there. Poor woman. And, and she was. I mean, mo- most people who work in Star Trek are lovely. I mean, you get the odd dick. We're not mentioning any names. <laughs> but mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh-huh. she was one of the most down-to-earth and most loveliest people you would oh, that's ever, so sweet. ever meet. So it is, it is well, a huge loss. Huge, huge loss of the Star Trek community. But as Kevin Smith says quite frequently on Hollywood Babylon, big bucket of win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Charlotte's Boot Club this month is Women in Comics. Right. I hijacked it. Mm-hmm. We were very inspired by our talk with Holly Golightly. Uh, like, was it Holly Golightly? Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. Holly. Yep. Really inspired by Holly and, you know, the not just women in comics, like everything, every aspect of women in comics, that is this month's theme for the Boot Club. Do you want to mention Twitch? Yeah, we have Twitch too. <laughs> and um, these these two Muppets play um, games on it. <laughs> I I am um, I I uh, have Power Wash Simulator to play. Perfect. The lovely the, lovely, lo- the lovely lovely Jake. 
Mm -hmm. um, who is my Twitch brother, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remastered. Excellent. I, I know we are. I know we, we are talking. Get... We are trying to do a team among us as well soon. Yes. <laughs> awesome. I will get back to some time with Jake to finish our Resident Evil game off. I feel that that game needs to get finished. It and needs closure. It needs closure. Good. Well, it really does. We need to know what happens. I need, <laughs> I need to not play a game and just watch other people die for a change. Well, when you joined us the last time, it was so much fun. So we have to we have to <laughs> rearrange that again. That was really fun. But it's it's really fun doing that with you guys. It's such cool. a such a laugh. As the Nerdy Up North brand keeps on growing and growing and growing. And thank you to all of our new subscribers. Wowzer, it's amazing. We're totally, totally blown away by it. And all of our new people who joined the Facebook community. Yes, and next week should be an interesting one. So we'll have to do, actually do some prep work on these ones. Uh, top five spoof movies. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> Why only five? Come on, we're an all day podcast on that. No, that no. goodwill. <laughs> okay. no. Sam can only do eleven hours. Don't worry. <laughs> I tell you what. Next next time we decide to do something along those lines, you can have the first hour off, and then I'll you know. You know how that works. Me get angry. Because I can't, I, I sat out, I've only sat out of one podcast and I nearly broke his last time. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It wasn't. It was terrifying, but it was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, you can find out, find the podcast um, anywhere you search for your podcasts. We will be there. Also, if anyone uses iTunes, please, if you could try and subscribe and give us a five star review, even by subscribing, the algorithm picks it up and starts to put it into people's recommendations. So that would be a massive, massive help. Also, if anyone knows Kevin Smith or like has any contacts <laughs> with Kevin Smith, please get in touch. I need him on this podcast to tell him I love him. That's uh, trillion. That would be even better. <laughs> we are going to stalk a lot of celebrities to try and get them on here and say we're doing we've got the bug now um like i say having the amazing holly and jim uh, bennett that totally supplies us and watching amazing. um charlotte just break down <laughs> charlotte just having having charlotte just having utter breakdown in the nicest way possible was amazing but we have got things in the works we just want more basically we, we want more I want Kevin. <laughs> but do you want I, him on the podcast as well? Mm. I've, I've, I've offered to services to get him on here. As, <laughs> as, as long as they're coming from you. <laughs> Snooty boochies. I thought it was a team, a team project, you know. <laughs> team effort. <laughs> but yes, uh, hashtag Charlotte's feet, hashtag Sammy's pants. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually have some on today, by the way. <laughs> Well done, me. Well done, well done, Yay, I don't. Oh, legs. <laughs> Before we go any further, so yes, same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.